Welcome back to The Takeaway. It's Todd Zwillick. NFL players and others are kneeling during and before the national anthem, protesting police brutality and inequality. And the country is watching and having a fierce debate about patriotism. We've been talking about it all week long. And one of the questions is whether these protests at sporting events disrespect the flag and other national symbols. If so, is the shock of it what's needed to break through and make a statement that can be heard? Well, many Americans don't think so. There were a lot of boos in the stadium when the Dallas Cowboys kneeled on Monday night, and that wasn't even during the national anthem. A lot of Americans feel that refusing to stand for the anthem or salute the flag is a rejection of American values and identity. Here's President Donald Trump in a press conference on Tuesday. Well, I wasn't preoccupied with the NFL. I was uh, ashamed of what was taking place because, to me, that was a very important moment. I don't think you can disrespect our country, our flag, our national anthem. Uh, To me, the NFL situation is a very important situation. I've heard that before about was I preoccupied. Not at all. Not at all. I have plenty of time on my hands. All I do is work And to be honest with you, that's an important function of working. It's called respect for our country. Now, the president is not alone here. Far from it. Americans have a long and complex history with our flag. It's a relationship that's unlike the relationship in almost any other country. Mark Leapson is an historian and author of nine books, including Flag, an American biography, and what so proudly we hailed, Francis Scott Key, A Life. Mark Leapson, welcome. Thank you, Todd. It's good to have you. Uh, Mark, uh, Americans in general, not all. Uh, but Americans in general have a deep affection and this abiding, this abiding respect for the symbols of patriotism, flag and song. Why are we like this? What is it about us? Well, that's a good question. And it, it's, it's something that I covered in my book uh, that you mentioned, Flag and American Biography. And it, I learned it as I was doing the research for the book, which is a history of the American flag. But as I was doing it, I came to realize what you said earlier, that we Americans do have this unique and kind of special rela- feelings about our flag, near religious feelings, actually. And, you know, I, I, I found out that, you know, we have at least six or seven characteristics in this country that um, hardly any other countries have maybe one or two, certainly not all of them. I'll just go over them really quickly. I mean, the Pledge of Allegiance, right, since uh, 1892, we've had school children pledge allegiance to the flag every morning. And of course, it's not just for school children anymore. The Flag Day holiday, June 14th, celebrating, uh, commemorating the June 14th, 70, 1777, when the Continental Congress adopted the first flag resolution. No other country has that, or if they do, they have nothing like what we do. The art national anthem, as we all know right now, it's an ode to the flag, the National March of the United States. You know, John Philip Sousa's The Stars and Stripes Forever. We have the U.S. flag code. You know, in the federal code since 1942, there's a long series of uh, complicated guidelines for proper usage of the American flag. I, I found a couple of other countries had a few similar things, but nothing like that. And I could go on. So, um, you know, it's no surprise. And and then, you know, a lot of this crystallized in the last parts of the 19th century, starting in the uh, 1870s, 1880s, 1890s, when the pledge came in, the Flag Day holiday was first talked about. Um, you know, the national, the Star Spangled Banner didn't become the national anthem officially till 1931. But that's when, in the in the late 19th century, historians uh, talk about what's 
they've called a cult of the flag. These near religious feelings that Americans have it. So we have these really strong feelings. And when something like this happens, you know, the, the protest, it, people react in emotional ways. And how does this operate for Americans after your reporting and doing this book? I mean, it, the, the love of flag, the near religious love of flag and song that you described that many Americans have, is it synonymous with patriotism for a lot of people, singing a song, standing for a flag, revering a flag, where's the line between that and the love of country or respect for what we think of as America's best values, for instance? Well, I think that most people do feel patriotic when uh, when the play, when the uh, Star Spangled Banner is played. You know, uh, yes, definitely. Also, when saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, I talked about the Pledge of Allegiance earlier. It was designed for school children, and you know, people might not remember this, but it wasn't until 1988, 1988, and 1990 that Congress first started pledging before. Um, so um, it's sort of taken on a, a new life of its own. And, you know, patriotic groups and veterans groups do the pledge. But, you know, this originally was started as a, 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 something for school children at the 400th anniversary of Columbus's voyage in 1892. You know, all, all of this suggests that a protester like Colin Kaepernick in the NFL when he started kneeling during the national anthem, uh, regardless of what you think about the content of his protest, was probably well aware that taking a knee at the time that he was taking it was going to get a great deal of attention and a lot of anger from Americans. It was going to get noticed. Absolutely. And for the reasons that I just said, I mean, you know, it, he was, you know, on, on one hand, you can say he was, you know, acting out his First Amendment right of freedom of speech. But the venue that he did it and the way that he did it, because of what we said earlier, was certain to, you know, to cause an earthquake, and it did. Um, why sports, though? In particular, the NFL, but certainly not exclusively the NFL, all across sports, they become so heavily associated with demonstrations of patriotism, with flag, with song, but demonstrations of patriotism. Some of it is concerted marketing on the parts of leagues, that's for sure, but it's more than that. What do you, what do you make of that relationship? You know, I can talk about it from a historical standpoint. And, you know, if you put together when and where and why it's happened over the years, maybe you can get an, an, an inkling of it. So like we said, even though Francis Scott Key wrote the Star Spangled Banner during the War of 1812 and 1814, it was just one of many patriotic songs that was that were played at you know, Fourth of July and other occasions, uh, until 1931 when it became official national anthem. As far as sports are concerned, uh, Periodically, the national anthem or the Star Spangled Banner was played at baseball games, you know, in the 1800s. We think there was one during the Civil War in 1862. Um, and then it, it sort of took on the meaning that uh, or the ritual that we know now uh, during World War One, which was uh, in the 1918 World Series between the Cubs and the White Sox when we have all – the first time that it was played, uh, at first at the seventh inning stretch, and then they started doing it uh, at the beginning of the games. Then it, kind of, it was kind of hit and miss again. And then what happened? It, it picked up again in 1942, which was World War II. And um, and then I think after the September 11th uh, uh, terrorist attacks, I think it took on another meaning. And, you know, we see it now at all kinds of sporting events. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe when the country, when there's times of crisis, we look to the flag and it and it's crystallizes at sporting events where there are tens and tens of thousands of people. Uh, Mark Leibson, I have to let you go, but I have one more question for you. You're a you're an author, but you're a Vietnam veteran yourself. Players kneeling to protest uh, the president stoking the issue. What do you think about it? 
Well, yeah, I, I was drafted into the Army, and uh, I served in the Vietnam War, and, uh, you know, I, I took an oath to the country to uphold its values and ideals, and one of them is freedom of speech. So whether I agree with what the football players are doing or not, I certainly 100% support their right to do so. Historian and author Mark Leapson, author of Flag, and American Biography, and what so proudly we hailed, Francis Scott Key, a life. Mark Leapson, thanks for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Hi, my name is Mitchell Howard. I'm calling from Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm a veteran. I've been to Afghanistan and Iraq. And seeing what's going on now, I think everyone has kind of a skewed idea of patriotism because patriotism to me doesn't mean supporting a symbolic piece of cloth or a song. It means respecting the rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution and allowing people to have their own opinions and express them, whether it be through protest or just political speech. I would much rather protect someone who feels that they need to burn the U.S. flag than be on the side of someone who says that they can't because it's disrespectful to our country. Your voice on patriotism, protest, flag, and song in America. We always want your take at 8778-MY-TAKE. Thank you so much for listening and for being with us today. I'm Todd Zwillick. This is The Takeaway. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.